Now, many of us, we took time to celebrate uh, yesterday uh, uh, this holiday uh, called Valentine's. And uh, as you can see, some of you guys are still wearing red. I'm wearing red today. And, uh, but uh, I wanted to kind of represent what I'm going to be speaking about. And uh, so it's a day dedicated to a specific word or action, and that is what? Love, right? And love. And, and many of us, we, we, we demonstrate this during this time. And, and hopefully it's not just a one time, uh, you know, of the year that we do this. Okay, hopefully we're able to demonstrate love to one another throughout the whole year. Amen. But it's just this one particular time that people take time out of their schedules or whatever to say how much I truly love you, Mr. Derek. You are the man of my life. Is that what Brittany said yesterday when she woke up in the morning? She says, I, could, I couldn't live without you, man. As a matter of fact, I love you so much, man, I'm going to feed you breakfast in bed. That's love. And it's a day dedicated to demonstrate this word. And some of us, we demonstrate it through flowers, right? We give flowers during this time. And uh, uh, candy is another big thing that we kind of demonstrate this love. Uh, Chocolate-covered strawberries, man. Those are good, right? It's good, for the, it's good for the taste, but, you know, health-wise, I don't know. But it's extremely well. And we demonstrate it sometimes by giving Chocolate-covered strawberries. Some are, uh, actually make cookies or, or give cookies, right, during this time. And some others give uh, just a, a nice little card, just a nice card, you know, that, that, uh, that is given to you. We demonstrate this word, love. Maybe some actually made breakfast for your, uh, your loved ones or maybe took them out to lunch or dinner and waited, you know, at least six hours just to sit down, just to eat. But listen, it's all worth it, honey, because I love you, Right? I love you. And so we take this time. Maybe some took time spending just uh, quality time to, to watch television at home, spending time together, right? Or watching a movie, reading a book, or just spending time with your family. And as I said yesterday, we spent most of our day just kind of doing things together all day long. And then in the evening part, we just went home and we relaxed, had a good time. So however you expressed yourself during this holiday, the purpose was to demonstrate how much you truly love someone. Isn't that honest? That we love you, that we will do whatever we can to tell you and to show you that we love you. Now, if we were to take this holiday and compare its meaning to God's view concerning love, can I tell you there is really no comparison. There is nothing that can really compare to how much God, Christ, truly loves you and me. We might have gone the extra mile this week or yesterday. We might have done things that, we were, that were out of the ordinary that we said, you know what, this year is going to be different. I'm going to actually cook. I'm going to actually bake. I'm going to actually do something that I've never done before out of the ordinary. Man, I'm going to surprise my loved one with whatever it is, and it's going to be different. Nobody else has ever thought about this. I invented it. I'm going to make money on it. I'm going to patent it. Can I tell you, it doesn't matter what we have done. Nothing will ever compare to the love that Christ has for you and I. You see, because man's love is conditional. In other words, man loves because the other person loves back. Or we give because the other person 
gives back. It's conditional. It's something that we know is going to happen. Honey, I love you because you've been such a good person to me all week long. It's conditional. Guys, I'm going to give you something because you've been good. It's conditional. So we're, we are meant to live that type of mentality that love is conditional. Man's love is conditional. But listen, but God's love is unconditional. You see, he loves me regardless if I love him back. Regardless of where I am in my state of, uh, uh, of being and my lifestyle, and maybe I, I've turned away from him, or maybe I've done things, or, or I don't just take the time to love on him today. Can I tell you, his love is unconditional, and he says, I still love you. Couples, wouldn't that be good to have that in our marriages? Honey, I love you just because I love you. Right? Sometimes we say that, but do we really mean it? Honey, I love you because, man, you did, you've been so good to me. It's conditional. Right? Or, honey, I love you because I don't have to be in the doghouse this week. It's conditional. And he loves me regardless if I love him back. He loves me even though I live a life lost in sin. Christ still loves us. You know, I, uh, there's a, a gentleman that I spoke to probably several months ago. Great man of God. Talked to him and uh, ministered in, in ministry and, and did, uh, ministered in song. But I remember one day sitting down and talking to him. He began to cry and he began to share with me. He says, look, listen, I have failed God. I have turned away from God, even though I knew everything, and I know all these things about who God is, but I have turned away from Him, and I have done things in my life that I thought that I would have never have done, and I feel so ashamed of myself. I feel so ashamed of my life that I don't, I don't understand it, and I begin to read His Word, and I begin to remember these things that, that I myself was teaching it through His Word, where it says that God, through God's compassion and through God's grace, I don't understand God's grace really anymore. I don't believe God would ever have the time or, or, or He would ever forgive me for what I have done. And I looked at him and his tears came down his cheeks and I said, look, listen, it doesn't matter where you are right now in your state of life. It doesn't matter what you have done. We serve a God that can take what we have done and take it into the deepest sea. And it will be remembered no more. But you don't understand. I, I, I taught, I ministered the word. I, I, I did things and I told people and then I turned back. I said, it doesn't matter. You see, because God's love is unconditional. If you're here this morning and you've separated from God, can I tell you, God still loves you. It's unconditional. And we cried together and we prayed together and, and we asked God, God, that you would come and that you would demonstrate and just give him a peace that surpasses all understanding. And show him grace once again. 1 John 4, 9 and 10 tells us this is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that he might live through him. 
This is love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son an atoning sacrifice for our sins. That is true love. Can you look at your partner and says, that is true love. This morning I want to speak to you concerning the word love, but I want to change it up. I want to tell you that I want to talk about crazy love. You guys ever been in crazy love? Right? There is, there's difference, okay? There's a difference. There's, there, there's love. I love you, but honey, I am crazy in love with you. Or I'm demonstrating my crazy love to my family, to whoever it is. There is crazy love. And I want to talk to you about crazy love this morning. The question is, have you ever been in love, I mean crazy love, not just physically attracted to someone, but to the point that you would practically go out of your way for anything to express your love and loyalty to that person? Right? You ever been that way? You ever felt that way where, man, you would, you would go, go out of your, your way to do whatever it was to be able to please or to, to, to show the person how much you truly loved them and your loyalty was to them? You guys ever done that? Done crazy things in your life? Right? Wore crazy clothes? Right? Just because your other partner says, look, man, I, I like the way you look in certain clothes. So you go to your closet and he's like, Wow. I'm going to have to change all that because I, I, I really like her. I love her or I love him or, or whatever it might be. And, and you change and you do something drastically, right? And you would do everything and anything to be loyal to them. If it meant for you to stop eating certain foods, you would stop eating certain foods. If it meant for you to stop wearing certain clothes, you would stop wearing certain clothes. If it meant changing your personal appearance, you would do that. If it meant breaking rules just to spend time with each other, you would do that. You guys remember that? For those of you who dated or have dated in the past or are thinking about dating, right? You would break all these rules just to want to be and to see and to talk to this other person that you were in love with. Crazy love. And we've talked about this many times when we had the rotary phone that they're at home, and my sister is here, and she'll, she'll account to it as well because she used to do it as well. We would take the rotary phone, right, and it, and it was really bright, and we would take it into our room. In the middle of the night, mom would come knocking and say, hey, listen, you need to hang up that phone, right? It's time for you to go to bed. You got school tomorrow. And you said, okay, mom, okay, you know, I'm just going to give it a little bit more time. So she goes, no, now hang it up. So you would pretend like you hung it up, right? Ten minutes later, you bring it up, but the light was so bright on that phone that, I mean, you could see it a mile away. Then you go into the closet and get in the closet under the covers, right? You guys have done that. I know you guys have done that. Just to want to speak to someone. Crazy love. Crazy love not only changes you, but listen, sometimes it consumes you. It consumes you to the point for you that you're, you're going to do something, whatever it is it's going to take for me to show this person how much I truly love them. You know, there's a young man. I'm going to show a video clip in a little bit. There's a young man named William in this particular clip, in this movie. And the movie is called A Night's Tale. How many of you guys have ever seen that? It's A Night's Tale. And it was uh, uh, this young man. He was a poor squire. 
And uh, what he wanted to do is to win respect and, and honor back into his family. And in order for him to do that, he, he pretended to be a noble knight. Now, during this time, he says, if I become this knight, if I do and, and I win this competition, I will not only win honor back to my family or status back to who I am, but there's this one particular young lady that I have fallen in love with that if I win this tournament, I can win her love over. Right? And he says, if I can do that, then I can win her over to me. So her beauty consumes him, and now he must prove his love by honoring her request. There's a request that she's going to ask from him. And, uh, and again, I'm showing this because it's really a good way for me to kind of show you where I'm going with this sermon, okay? Listen, what would drive a person to that point that he would actually say, I'm going to lose Everything that I'm shooting for, that I'm going for, something that would bring honor back to my family, honor to me, my status back in society, to even to the point of him losing this competition. That would be crazy love. Right? Crazy love. Say amen here, someone. So what motivated the man to betray his own strength, of course, and ability? That would be crazy love again. This young man allowed himself to lose for the sake of proving his love for this one particular individual. What have you done in the past, amen, that you can honestly say, you know what, I have done everything that this goes against me of who I am just because I love this particular person. But again, it's conditional. It's conditional. Remember that, amen. The Bible states that on the evening of that first Good Friday, It looked like Christ had lost everything. While he was in the Garden of Gethsemane with his disciples, we all know the stories that after he had had communion with his disciples, that he went to the Garden of Gethsemane. And it seemed that on that moment, on that day when he was praying, that all had been lost. Everything that had been fulfilled, all that had been promised throughout this time went well until this moment here. And mankind and everything else begins to look at this and it looks like Christ had lost. You see, in the battle of the ages, not only against Satan, but sin and death. And it seemed that he or Christ was the true loser in this game. You see, because it was at this time where he was rejected by his own. Do you remember the time where he marched into Jerusalem and they cheered and they said, Hosanna unto the Lord. They turned against him a few days later and said, crucify him. And there he was rejected by his own. It was at this time that he was stripped from his clothes and he was beaten. And he was whipped to the point where he was unrecognizable. And it was at this time that he was publicly shamed. And it was at this time that he was punished like a regular criminal. It seemed that the forces of darkness had made a fool of the Son of God during this time in Gethsemane. Satan was laughing and he says, I've got him where I need him to be. He has lost All that he had stood for, all that he had said about mankind and how much he loved them, it is coming to an end. And he will be the loser. 
And the world stood watching and mocking him, not really truly understanding what he was doing and what was taking place at this time. You see, the Bible gives us this scripture that says all of this must have been fulfilled or must be fulfilled in order for him to show you and I his true love for us. And I'm talking about crazy love. Who would take their life for someone else? Especially if you don't know that other person. And that is Christ. Man's love is and will always be conditional. But listen, Christ endures the loss willingly and unconditionally. He chose to die for you and I. It was his will to do it. He didn't have to be. He wasn't forced. He wasn't given anything. He wasn't promised anything. But he did it willfully. Can you say amen to that? He chose to lose. John 10, 17 and 18 tells us, The reason my father loves me is that I lay down my life only to take it up again. Then it says, No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down and authority to take it back up again. This command I received from my Father. You see, God did it willfully. When it seemed all lost that he was about to lose and Satan had him where he, where he wanted, God's, Christ says, listen, I do this willfully. I do this for you at no cost. I do it because I love you and I care for you. You see, he didn't have to go through it alone. He could have called, the Bible says that he could have called his angels to come and to rescue him during that time of Gethsemane. When, the, when they came and they arrested him and it talked about how Peter pulled out his sword and he cut off, right? He became violent. He cut off the ear of one of the guards. Christ says, look, listen, if I really wanted to, I could have called for help. This is found in Matthew 26, 51 and 54. Uh, 54, and it says, With that, one of Jesus' companions reached for his sword, drew it out, and struck the servant of the high priest, cutting off his ear. Put your sword back in its place, Jesus said to him, for all who draw the sword will die by the sword. Do you think, do you think that I cannot call on my father, and he will at once put uh, at my disposal more than twelve legions of angels? But how then would the scriptures be fulfilled? that say it must happen this way. It would only be temporary. His loss would only be temporary. You see, Satan thought he had him. Satan thought he had him knocked down. He says, I've got him where I want him. And Christ Jesus knew this, and he says, look, listen, here I am, and I love you so much, but all this must happen. And yes, my father, I could have just at any moment got on, 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 on my phone and, and said, Siri, call my father. And Siri says, I'm sorry, I do not understand. That's right. And he could have called his father, and he says, I could call my father at any moment, and he could have sent legions of angels to come and to take me away and to destroy these enemies that are before me. But he says, it will not happen, because then things will not be fulfilled the way to, to let you know how much crazy love I love you. This must happen. I Love you. He could have opened the earth and swallowed up his enemies. He could have sent fire from heaven to consume the cross and the nails that he was going to lay in. 
see, unfortunately, wanna, the wannabe Knight Williams that we just saw uh, didn't have to keep losing to prove his love. Right? He, the, the, eventually, the movie goes on, and the, uh, the, the young lady that he loves gives him the green light, says, okay, go ahead and win, and he begins to win, and he ends up winning. But listen, on the third day after his crucifixion, after Christ's crucifixion, Christ, it says that Christ came back from the death, and the greatest victory of all happened. We had, there was a resurrection that took place that had to be fulfilled. His body was glorified and he had victory over death. That's crazy love. That's how much he truly loved us. That look, he said, listen, all this must be fulfilled. As much as I truly love you, these things have to happen to me, but it's only temporary. It's only for a moment. All right? Man's, man's love, it's only temporary. I can tell my wife I truly love her and I will supply and I will do everything for her, but it's only temporary as long as I'm here on this earth. But God's love is unconditional. Even from when, the time that we're gone, He continues to love us. And because of this, there was a resurrection that took place. His body was glorified and we had victory over death. 1 Corinthians 15, 4 50, uh, and 56 say, And when the perishable has been clothed with the imperishable, and the mortal with the immor immortality, then the saying that is written will come true. Death has been swallowed up in victory. Where, O oh, death, is your victory? That's crazy love. Crazy love that somebody loved us so much that they would die on the cross for you and I. To love us as much, so much that he didn't even know who I was at the time. But the Bible says that he knew me when I was in my mother's womb. He knew you when you were in your mother's womb. And at that moment, at that time, it says, listen, I love you for who you are. Unconditionally. Can you say amen to that? Thank God. Speed of God who gives us victory over death through our Lord Jesus Christ. You see, God's amazing victory over sin came through His Son Christ. As a church, we here remember the, the, the time where He spent with His disciples. On that night before He was crucified, before He went out into the Garden of Gethsemane, He gathered with His disciples. And He gave them this order and He, and he instructed them, look, listen... What's going to take place here must happen because I love you. And when he had communion with them and began to explain to them, look, listen, I'm about to be betrayed. There is someone that is sitting in this place that's going to betray me. And once he does, then I'm going to be arrested. And after I'm arrested, then they're going to persecute me and then I'm going to hang on the cross. I will die. But I do this because I love you. And there is something that we as believers in Christ, and maybe this is the first time that you've ever been in a service, but this morning we're going to demonstrate God's love. We're going to remember how much he loved us, and that is through communion. We're going to remember that night that when he sat with his disciples, he discussed all these things and he talked to them and he shared with them intimate things. And he says, look, listen, all this must happen, but I love you. 
All of this must happen because I love you. Thank you for listening to this sermon by Pastor Mike Pacina of Trinity Abundant Life Church. If you're ever in the area, please stop by and join us for corporate worship every Sunday at 10.30 a.m. We are located at 412 Cumberland Drive in Austin, Texas, 78704. If you would like more information, feel free to call us at area code 512-447-4711. And don't forget to visit us on Facebook at Trinity ALC. Thank you and have a blessed day.